play the fucking intro. Dustin and this is Eric and this is SLC podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 290. 290. We finally cracked another another decade. Yes. Another <laughs> 10 episodes under our belt about to be we're coming up on episode 300, but episode 297 will be the 400th episode of SLC Punkcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the big 400. Yes. So, uh, yes, retarded as it may be, uh, that's what it is. But episode 300 will be cool because it'll be three followed by two zeros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yet it's kind of funny how 400 is coming before 300 exactly. in this case. <laughs> exactly. And it actually... Uh, because we have a bonus episode we are going to be doing here in just a couple weeks, it'll actually be 296 will be the official ah. 400th episode. Ah, there we go. <laughs> and depending on when uh, we do some best of 2020 episodes, it might even be sooner. But I digress. Let's get into the actual episode. Uh, we're going to get into some new music before we listen to some new music. So the new music that has been coming out and will be coming out starting on November 5th, the Boys, they released Rise Again on Insurgents Records. Also, No Heart, self-titled Insurgents Records. That No Heart is very good. I recommend it. The Veins released My Ammunition EP on Die Hipster Records. And that is the V-A-I-N-S, Veins. Revanche, they released Al Jamez on Primator Crew. And that was an EP on the 5th. Seeing Snakes. They released Drinking Alone single on the 6th. We'll talk more about that here in a moment. The Sambas, Un, ep un Epique Formidable on uh, Rusty Knife Records. That's a good release. I recommend it. Jigsaw Youth, they released Skin on the 7th. That was a single. We listened to that on the last episode. So if you missed it, go listen to episode 289 and listen to Jigsaw Youth with us. In Greats, they released Don't Be a Stranger with the second track, I Don't Care, on the 7th. Vantage Point released Slow to Fix a Feeling single on Triple B Records on the 7th. An Slua released How You Getting On EP on Tough Ain't Enough Records. Man, I think I said this last week, but Tough Ain't Enough Records, holy shit, they just, it's got to be one of my current favorite labels right now. Like every single thing they're putting out and they're, they're pretty regular on their releases. Lots of EPs, but even LPs coming out. And everything that comes out, I seem to really enjoy, including that An Slua. And so if you haven't heard How You Getting On, I recommend checking it out. Then Brigada Vendetta, we will be checking some of that out. It is actually on its way, a physical copy to me, the debut EP of Brigada Vendetta. And that will feature uh, Daryl of Harrington Saints. That's his oh, new band. Sweet. As Harrington Saints are no more. Uh, so I'm looking forward to checking it out when it arrives, and we will all check it out together. But until then, it's been released on November 8th, so you can go check it out on your own. I was getting uh, reminiscent the, earlier this week listening to Thousand Pounds of Oi. Awesome. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, why, why can't you still be a band? I never get to see you guys. I know, and they're awesome. I got to see them a couple times, and maybe one day they'll decide to play again together. Yeah, maybe. It'll probably just be in their, uh, in their hometown, which it isn't True. that far. I mean, they are from the Bay. Yep. So, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be well within my uh, financial proximity. Right. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but that's just in the event. Right. Well, on the 9th, Decline released a new single called Broken. That is on New Age Records. Uh, Still Ill Records released a compilation, Pilipinas Hardcore Volume 3. So go check out that on Still Ill Records. On the 9th, also, Prior Convictions, they released Bleeding Blue, as I stated last week. That is a Toronto Maple Leafs uh, fight song, as it were. So if you're a Maple Leafs fan or even just a hockey fan in general, probably a Maple Leafs fan. Because if you're a hockey fan in general and you're not a Maple Leafs fan, then you probably don't give a shit about that song. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But, but it was cool. Give, but then again, I don't give a shit about the Bruins that I love Slapshot. <laughs> See, there you go. You might just enjoy it. So go check out Bleeding Blue from Prior Convictions. On the 10th, Hard List released Retribution, which is a single. That's on Little Willie Records. Homefront released Think of the Lie on La Vida Es Un Mus Discos. That was the 10th. A uh, couple more releases on the 10th. Detroit 442, they're a cool band, obviously out of Detroit. I'm Not Crazy, I'm On Drugs is the name of the album, but it's an actual live recording. So they've, uh, I can't remember the name of the venue, but at a specific venue, they recorded the whole thing live, and boom, here you go. It's I'm Not Crazy, I'm On Drugs, which is the first song they kicked off. Killer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Death Dumplings, we'll be playing them in an upcoming episode. Nunda, N-U-N-D-A-H, they released that single on the 10th. Then on the 11th, the Third Rates released Escape from the City, which is a single. The City Saints released Punk and Roll double uh, LP on Sunny Bastards Records on the 11th. Uh, Vulture Wake released One, Kingdom Animal, which is an EP. Rejection Pack released Can We Wait? Question mark. Uh, <laughs> Action Adventure <laughs> released Imposter Syndrome. Einhorn Krieger released uh, Tenhara Vansin Punk Rock Rebellion on Lake Town Records. I don't know if I got that close. My German's not so good. Uh, Two Minute Minor did release that four way Chicago split, Hold the Ketchup, so go check that out. <laughs> TOT is the name of the band. Tot, all lowercase, released Ferin. F-E-R-I-E-N on Spastic Fantastic Records, another German label. Dahl Failure released Distant Memory, which is a single on P Records. Malavista released In the Dark, which is a single. That's off an upcoming record, so Malavista coming up with some new stuff soon. I think soon. Freya is released, or did release on the 11th. Thousand Yard Stare featuring Scott Bogle of Terror. That's a single on Upstate Records. Killer. Thousand Yard Stare. Yeah, that's what every hardcore singer eventually gets. Just when they're, <laughs> just when they're like uh, in the break between songs and the guitars are just ringing out, feedback coming through the amps, and they're just standing there, mic to their side, and they're just like looking out into the distance. Not in any one particular. Not looking at the crowd, beyond the crowd, <laughs> staring at the doors. They're just like, yeah. Yeah, this is what it's all about. <laughs> all right. Then raises the mic and goes, okay, this next song is called Beat Up the Floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right, next up, Nosebleed released Dance with the Devil. 
That was on the 11th. Nasty Rumors. Bloody Hell. What a pity on Bonda Records, which is another German label. Cool band. I heard a couple of the tracks. That Nasty Rumors is pretty awesome. I recommend checking it out. I need to check out the rest. Tough Ain't Enough Records had a couple other releases. Uh, one on the 11th. Arisi. R-E. Sorry. A-R-E-S-I. And it's a self-titled. It's good. Berkeley released a new re-recorded single of Stories from the Past on the 11th, and I think they put out a video with that. Rancor, uh, they released their self-titled, I believe that's on Primator Crew as well, but you can just go to their Bandcamp page on, on its own. That's some Cold Oi! I'll be playing that on the next episode of Punkanoi Worldwide as we're playing bands from France there, but that one's good. I recommend it. The Beaters Band, Volume Trey. That just came out on the 15th. I'll be playing something off of that when Eric and I do a special bonus episode of SLC Punkcast here in just a couple weeks. Oh, yes. So be on the lookout for it. Uh, Tassotis, is, uh, they released Nada. That's on Tough Ain't Enough Records. That just came out on the 16th. And uh, that's uh, right now it's the 16th in Spain as we're recording this on the 15th. Uh, but they released it just a couple hours ago, and I already listened to it. Like I told you, when I see something from Tough Ain't Enough Records, if I have the opportunity, I jump on it, and it's good. Soulside released A Brief Moment in the Sun, or will be releasing it on Discord Records on the 18th. The Real Mackenzies are releasing Songs of the Highlands, Songs of the Sea on the 18th, and they already put out at least one single I was listening to on Spotify earlier today. Lugosi released Inconsolable on Pogo Records. Will be. I keep saying released. It's will be. It's in the future. It's on the 18th. Yeah. Violin is releasing self-titled Violin EP on La Vida Es Un Amos Discos. The Scoffs are releasing The Lonely Ones on the 19th. The Raging Nathans finally getting out, still, splitting blood, still spitting blood, and they've released uh, just another one of those singles for it last week. And I think that one I had a video as well. That'll be released on Rad Girlfriend Records. Damned by the Night is releasing Resurrection is Upon Us, which is a single, and that'll be on Americant Records. We love that label. Uh, Finnegan's Hell finally will be coming out with that November on November 25th, that One Finger Salute album. We're going to talk more about that here in a moment. Bortz is releasing Preach This on Lockjaw Records on the 25th. Uh, the rest of the releases I'm going to cover all on the 25th, so I'll go through them quickly. Spirit World's releasing Death Western. Oh, hamsters are releasing from the greens to raging. Sorry, from Green Hills to raging sea. I was forgetting the hills. From Green Hills to raging sea. Hey, be careful. Them hills have eyes. <laughs> ben out of shape is releasing old rats on a new ship. Looking forward to that. Bootlickers releasing lick the boot, lose your teeth. Uh, it's all other EPs combined, and that'll be released on Static Shock Records. And finally, Chrome is releasing Alien soundtracks on Cleopatra Records. Eric, seemed like I was going forever. What you do you were. have? <laughs> <And> <laughs> what do you uh, have? <laughs> on the seventh, Sac Religion released their single "Transfixed in Spiral Ambiguity." From it will be on their upcoming album in Dece on December 9th from Witches and Nightmares Crawl. Like I said last week when I plugged this single, a lot of long words in there. Yes. You get it? You're nerds, you fucking bookworms. Anyway. <laughs> also on the 7th, Jigsaw Youth released Skin. We played that last week. And if you forgot, then Bandcamp, buddy. Right? <laughs> to uh, date myself, two words, Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah, I may be young, but I can still date myself. 
Anyway, on the ninth, uh, there was that decline single, Broken. I loved that one. And the 11th was a kind of busy release day. One from Rejection Pact, their album, Can We Wait? Finally, finally, I can stop waiting. And I listened to it, and I will get back to you on it. And on the 11th, our friends in Wicked Bears released Lucky. And I kind of forgot about Wicked Bears. They haven't really been uh, on my radar <laughs> that much. They've, not that they've been inactive. I mean, they got a new drummer. That's about it. But they've been playing shows in the little uh, uh, the pop punk realm of Salt Lake, which is good because they are a great band. <laughs> I like that track. They released a video that they filmed at the Beehive for it. Yes. And they are signed to Wiretap Records, so that single was released, obviously, to go with the video, but their release, their full length, it's going to be released on Wiretap Records, I want to say it's February. It might be January, but it's either January or February. Yeah, I think they uh, plugged it for uh, yeah sometime next year. Yes. So don't hold your breath. It's <laughs> not going to be a while, but you still have the lucky single, <laughs> Lucky You, <laughs> to hold you over for that, along with a few others that you can... Uh, yeah, that you can listen to on their Bandcamp or any of the streaming platforms. And I have to get on that myself. And also, finally, on the 11th, Disease from Seattle released a tour promo from 2022. Just sort of a compilation of live tracks from, you know, from the tours that they have been doing early earlier this year. One of which was the General Violence Conference. I hope that one of their songs will be on there. It'd be really cool to get like a old little shout out to SLC. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, but we'll uh, we'll see. And finally, uh, the yeah the twenty fifth Spirit World releasing Death Western. Oh God, can you please give it to me? <laughs> <laughs> or Satan, you know, whatever. The, they're the occultish band. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got for the uh, upcoming. Uh, for the upcoming days, you know, within the next couple weeks. However, I am finally just about caught up with the uh, tracks that I wanted to plug that came out within the last uh, three months. And it will start right now with a track from Depopulation Department. <laughs> and yes, I finally got around to listening to the album that came out on the 1st of September, entitled Starvation. And, well, what did I think of it? It's all right. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all right, you know. It was just, uh, you know, it just felt very, uh, I'm sorry to say, just add water, DB crust type stuff. It was very hard to kind of pick out a uh, single song that sounded, that uh, just sounded different from the others. And I found that in the closing track, Where is the Future? Mainly because um, uh, the female they have uh, singing for them, the female vocals, I prefer over the guy's vocals. Not to say that they're uh, bad. It's just like that really uh, low gravel pit of a trachea that he has. Just like, I can't even replicate it. But (laughs) if you listen to it, you'll know what I mean. But he does not appear on this song. Well, he kind of does. I realized this when I was listening to it earlier today. He is doing backing vocals in the chorus. Where is the future? but it is so reserved. You can barely hear it, you know? <laughs> so that's something to look out for when you're uh, listening to this track. But, but yeah, the main vocals on this track, they do the alternate, uh, you know, guy vocals, girl vocals, like many crust bands have done in the past. Uh, it's going all the way back to the 80s when, uh, like, nausea was a thing. <laughs> Are they still a thing? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't think so. 
I haven't heard shit from them in a <laughs> long time. That, uh, that's not important. What is important is uh, if you like what you hear, the population department definitely has more in their in their caliber. They have a couple albums out. I think, yeah, two other albums and an EP, both of which are really great. If you love Discharge, if you love Amoebics, then Depopulation Department is for you. And let's give you a taste of that. Where is the future? So yeah, to say the least, it is a strong closer to the rest of that album, which is only, I believe, eight or nine tracks long, including this one. I can't remember, but it is pretty short. It's, you know, punk rock standard. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the classic, you can't tell if it's an EP or an LP. (laughs) But this one, they label it as an LP. So there you go, Population Department. Another thing that I really liked about the uh, this one, Where's the Future, is that uh, guitar melody that's coming in toward the end. It's sort of, uh, yeah, it's sort of melodic. Okay, it is melodic, but it's very sinister sounding. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing that just uh, uh, put me over the top. I may not enjoy this album as a whole, but Where's the Future? That's what I like. So check out the rest of the album if you're interested in hearing the uh, in the guy in the guy's voice as growls in full formation rather than the uh, totally reserved bits that you hear in here. I don't 
I don't know if that was intentional or if it was just a mistake, but it's just barely noticeable. <laughs> I don't know. I think there were... I would wager to say it was a mistake. Like, it's just, uh, it's overbearing. Let's uh, sketch it. Let's uh, bring it back a little bit. And then they just pulled it back too much. And then they just, uh, I don't know, forgot it in the mixing and mastering or whatever. I'm not a fucking producer. I don't know how this shit works. So, <laughs> uh, But if I was there, I would be like, uh, uh, can, you, can we change that? Right. <sighs> I mean, it is possible to go back and change it. But, you know, that costs money. And if I know the the financial uh, distress of crust punks. They are constantly negative. They constantly owe. <laughs> unfortunately, yes. Yes, unfortunately. They have to redo their... They have to reupholster their uh, couch furnishings with patches and dental floss. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting way off uh, track here. The Population Department from Madrid, Spain. Thank you guys for uh, continuously putting out work and uh, just repping the Spanish D-beat culture. I love it. Awesome. Well, I got a couple new ones. Uh, first up, Seeing Snakes. They're out of Philly. Uh, reached out. I want to thank Tim for reaching out and sharing the music. Uh, I recommend going and checking out their prior stuff. I liked it. Uh, it was pretty cool. I got to say one thing when yeah. you said that. It sounded like you said obscene snakes. Obscene snakes. <laughs> yeah, obscene snakes. I'm like... That is really specific, but also hilarious to think. Yeah, what is an obscene snake. Uh, if you think, if you think with a dirty mind, you maybe it's in that realm. Well, yes, uh, an obscene I am snake. That. <laughs> yes, I am thinking that. That's apparently always on my mind. <laughs> so, seeing snakes is the name of the band, just For to clarify. Seeing snakes. Seeing. Singing snakes. Sna singing snakes, yes. So seeing just, snakes. So just picture it a chorus line of serpents. <laughs> <laughs> just like a chorus of hissing. That uh, could be the next album cover. Yep, maybe it should. Uh, seeing snakes, uh, take note of that. <laughs> and I expect to have... Uh, a name mention? Yes, right? an A mention. Hopefully some residuals, but what do I know? <laughs> I'm yes, just, I'm the, just a guy. The residuals from like Spotify, right? They'll give you fractions of the fractions of the fractions of a penny. And it adds up. And they'll fraction that give you yours. The goal is to make one whole Spotify penny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but who am I? I'm just some uh, guy sitting in a garage on a table with a microphone in front of my face doing a podcast that we don't get paid for. So Right. <laughs> <laughs> what we will what we do on a regular basis is give a shout out. Throw yep. those names out. Yep, there we go. You know, give back what you receive. If we receive nothing, you get nothing. Good day, sir. Anyway, get, let's get back to the band. Yes, Tim. Speaking of names, thank you, Tim. Uh, Seeing Snakes, the new stuff. We're going to stick with the new stuff just as uh, I was talking at the top of the hour on November 6th. Drinking Alone was the single that they released. But they do have other stuff. Uh, I always like to go check out bands. They're like, hey, we got a new single. Want to check it out? Whatever. Cool, we'll do that. And then you hear it, and when it's something I enjoy, like, oh, nice, cool, great band from Philly here. I like this. And go check out some of the other stuff, which I did. So I recommend going and checking more of those out. Maybe we'll have to get more of them played here on this show and over on Punkanoi Worldwide. Uh, but check them out. Seeing Snakes, 
Uh, I'm sure it sounds goofy when I say it, as Eric has heard a few different things. But <laughs> Seeing Snakes, Drink Alone is the name of the track. So here you go. Uh, drinking Alone, maybe you might do that tonight. Maybe you might be doing it this weekend. Sometimes we drink alone, but uh, this track, Drinking Alone. <laughs> <laughs> of what you get when you get seeing snakes. <laughs> yeah. When you are drinking alone, you will be seeing snakes. <laughs> that is if maybe if you drink the worm. <laughs> <laughs> that is one way to see a snake of sorts. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Or if you leave your uh, drink uncovered on the bar when you go to the bathroom, you'll be seeing a... Well, you'll probably be seeing nothing. <laughs> your drink might be seeing a snake. <laughs> yep, a snake will have a hand in something in more than one place. <laughs> as fun as that is, the band is seeing snakes, and I really enjoyed it. Drinking Alone is cool. Go check out the rest. Let's get into some more new stuff. Uh, Eric even has, we both have in our older, lesser known, they're both tracks from 2022 as well. So lots of new stuff on this episode. Next up, though, Finnegan's Hell. I've uh, played a couple tracks as One Finger Salute is coming out on November twi- 25th, like I said. They did release one more single prior to that release, which is What Have You Got in the End. Yes, it's- yes, Finnegan's Hell, the band from Sweden that has an Irish name of which we are still awaiting a Viking folk punk project. Yes, <laughs> Guys in Finnegan's Hell, if you feel up to it, great. If not, is there somebody else out there in Sweden that is ready to take on the Viking folk punk endeavor? I don't know what it's going to sound like, but I'm curious. Possibly. (laughs) I mean, black metal ska exists. If that exists before Viking folk punk, I I will be very upset. If Viking folk punk already exists, somebody please let us know so we can 
listen to it, and then we'll all listen to it together here. Yes, please, all you Scandinavians, feed us your culture. <laughs> because the people who are inheriting your Viking culture, a, a lot of them are dickheads. <laughs> a lot of them. It's like, ooh, I got a thorax necklace, and that makes me a Viking. It's like, please, you're French. <laughs> <laughs> Your lineage goes back to France and Poland. You are not a Viking. Right. All right. As Eric stated, they're from Sweden. They've been around since 2010, but they do have a new album, One Finger Salute, coming up. Pabs, we want to thank you again uh, for always sharing the, the stuff from the band. Check out Finnegan's Hell. This particular track, What Have You Got in the End? It's a song that questions the benefits of working hard. So, what have you got in the end? We'll see what you think. Here we go. That's all you're going to take with you, really. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Anything else is just a waste. So, yes. What have you got at the end? Well, you know, there, there's truth to that. Bust your hump, and sometimes it goes unrewarded, unappreciated, and all you did was bust yourself trying to get to, you know, whatever your goals were. Yep. 
It reminds me of the uh, closing lyrics from uh, Beneath the Wheel by uh, DRI. I really love it. It says, you can't win, but you can always catch up in the end. <laughs> I'm like, damn, okay. You got the most ex- that's the most existential I think DRI has ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, go check out that. Well, the three tracks, they've got three singles released. I know at least two of them had videos. I'm pretty sure two. I can't remember if there's a video for this. Yes, there is. I believe there's a video. I need to go see the video. Uh, the track's great. Go check out the band Finnegan's Hell out of Sweden. Let's play some more new music, but maybe bands that people might not know as well. I'm pretty sure uh, this band is not as well known, but I mean, I didn't know they exist personally. Until just a couple nights ago when I saw them live. Oh, nice. Well, that's pretty cool that you were able to see them live. Yeah, they were one of the opening bands for Exhumed on Sunday. Okay. And, and yeah, this will kind of be uh, sort of a, a precursor to the uh, when I get to talking about my shows, when we get to that section. Cool. <clears throat> anyway, Escuela... They were the, you know, I walked into the bar and they were already on stage. I had missed the opening band, Mulder. And I apparently heard that they were one of the biggest takeaways from that show. Oh, I'm wow. Like, okay, I'm sorry, but. <laughs> <laughs> but Escuela grind, well, they're partially grind. They're like half grind, half slam. So it's like they got, you know, just a ton of uh, crazy speedy uh, blast beats. And then just uh, hardcore breakdowns, <laughs> nice. Which is which is pretty cool, you know. I like that stuff, and and yeah, they certainly brought it. Their pits got really rowdy, and their singer Katarina, she was just like in the fucking pocket. <laughs> she just sounded so menacing on stage and just so just so demanding of your attention. And yeah, they brought it. The whole band brought it. And she was working the merch table uh, after the set, and I went and talked to her a little bit. She was really nice, really sweet, very, very reserved, very polite. And and yeah, we just shot this shit for a while. And of course, was like, uh, "Hey, here's my band. Check them out on Instagram." We exchanged a uh, band info. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, which is something I've been uh, doing because you got to make connections. And they're from the East Coast. They're from ah, uh, oh God, what is it? Upstate New York and Western Massachusetts, though, when I was reading about yeah. the band, like just about every band member is just from all over the place, basically in the United States. So they're all over the place, mm-hmm. but uh, based out of upstate New York, Western Massachusetts. Yeah. It's kind of like how uh, the casualties were. Like, uh, you know, Jorge was Mexican. Uh, Rick Lopez, he's from uh, Puerto Rico, or at least his, that's where his lineage comes from. I don't know if he was uh, born there. I didn't do much research on there. I know that George does, George Jorge. I always <laughs> called him the, the white version. <laughs> uh, yeah, I knew that they were both from the South because a lot of Puerto Ricans in the uh, 70s, 80s, 90s, they were uh, becoming pretty prominent in the hardcore scene. Awesome. So, yeah, that's a nice little uh, bit of history. Let's stick to this other uh, East Coast band. <laughs> yeah, that was the idea. It was like, if we find ourselves out East or if you find yourselves back here, let's share a bill together. I think it would be awesome. And she's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And so I felt, in, uh, I felt that I couldn't leave on good faith without buying something, but I only had uh, $15 in cash to my name. So I was like, what can I get with this? You can get a cassette tape. You can get stickers. You can get a... Uh, that's about it. 
Well, I bought the cassette tape of their album, uh, uh, Memory Theater. And I listened to that today, and yep, it's pretty much what I just described. A lot of slam and a lot of, uh, and a lot of speed. And the songs are mm, relatively short-ish, I guess. I mean, they don't really, they don't really go over three minutes. So there's that. Okay. <laughs> but a lot of grind songs don't even reach a minute. So True. It's those breakdowns that really pad uh, the runtime. <laughs> but with that said, this is the, this was the song that really stuck out to me, and that uh, myriad of what I just described. I cannot tell you why. Maybe it was just the breakdown. Maybe it was the chantalongs. Maybe it was, I don't know, maybe just the sheer aggression of it that was unmatched by the others. So I don't know. I can't tell you, but this music is so primitive that you just kind of have to trust your instinct. So here we go. Escuela Grind with Cliffhanger. Now I remember. <laughs> it was the uh, 
It was going from the speedy parts to the groovy parts, and then back to the speedy parts, and then to the breakdown parts, and then back to the groove. So it was running a different, uh, uh, going to different parts of the spectrum of really uh, just how heavy music is uh, portrayed. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess that's the reason why it was a standout. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Escuela Grind, they really know what they are doing. Catch them out on a tour wherever they are. Um, if you're following Exhumed, then, yep, you will be definitely hearing about them. You will definitely be seeing them if you go to their shows. All you got to do is arrive a little early. If you like what you heard, then, boom, there you go. And I have more to say about the actual show, but we will get to that when we get to that. But for now... Um, we got, we got yeah. another track to play. We got another track. We got another <laughs> track to play. Go figure. What is it that is this track? Roughed Up. That's the band. Uh, they are a oi punk band. They've got one release out. It came out earlier this year. Uh, what the, Like April 28th of this year. And it was released on Mendeku Discac. So you can go check it out there. It is a, I'm going to call them a super group. Uh, they are based out of the UK, Netherlands, and Belgium because they feature Bart of the Agitators. Newt was in Razorblade. Uh, Ronnie, man, Ronnie's in so many bands I listen to. Crown Court, Day Drinker, Discharger, uh, The Reapers, The Trade, just fantastic. And then uh, Tom, uh, which I recommend going and checking out that Riot City Radio because that's his most recent release. And Hard Wax, which is another most recent release, but he's in those bands. He was in Arch Rivals, Dead Legions, uh, Hostile Minds, The Trade as well. And finally, it features Trevor, and uh, Trevor was in Stomping Ground, The Business, Crown Court. So, yeah, legends in the game. I'm going to stick by calling them a super group, and a super group from, you know, a variety of countries all relatively close to each other, I suppose, but still, it's awesome. It's a four-track release. One of the four tracks is a cover, and when we do a bonus episode coming up, I'm going to play that cover. But on this episode, we're going to play an original. The title track is, uh, it's called King and Council, is the name of the EP, and we're going to check out King and Council. All right. So here we go. It's Roughed Up.
what'd you think? We all die the same. It sounds like it's uh, picking up on a theme from a previous band. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going a little further. Right? Oh, that's an awesome band. I really like it. Uh, I'm excited to play that cover as well as because I'm a big fan of the original band and the original version, but I think these guys did a great job. But I'm not going to say anything. If you want to go out and check out King and Council EP on your own, do so. You'll hear it. But if you're going to wait and listen on the show, give us a couple of weeks. We're going to throw that episode together, and uh, we'll talk more about it then. But and spoiler alert, if you go and look up the EP. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do that. Uh, you'll enjoy it. Roughed Up is awesome. I, I hope those guys put more together. You know, but uh, again, sometimes super groups, I mean, I named those guys in those bands, all those guys had three to four bands that they either are in or have been in. So a lot of other stuff going on, but I hope that they uh, do something else together. But either way, those four tracks are awesome. Go check out King and Council from Roughed Up. Eric, we're going to do some cover to cover albums here in a moment. But before we do, what kind of live shows you go see this week? Oh, yeah. I did go to a few. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, on one night, it was the, uh, I believe it was the 12th. Yeah, the 12th. That was the, that was the palindrome date. That was 111222. <laughs> pretty, pretty ridiculous. That's never going to happen again, obviously, right. but it, that was pretty funny. So, I guess in a matter of celebration, I had to go check out two shows. One was the uh, Monster Mash night at Aces. The other was just a local hardcore show over at Black Lung. I went, the, I went to the latter first because, well, it's earlier. Bar shows go later. <laughs> and because I really wanted to see Spent, I really wanted to see Mandalore, and I did. It was fun. Got plenty of mic time. Those guys are awesome. And also playing was uh, Tainted Ink and uh, Sleep Cult. And Sleep Cult was, is a relatively new band. I didn't know what to expect, but they had a pretty distinct uh, sort of surf beach sound. Cool. Kind of like a cross between uh, the more reserved sections of Fiddler's discography and Agent Orange. So it was pretty cool. I dug it. And Tainted Ink, you know, we played a show with them before at the same venue. And I want to say that they are good, but they're live their performance that night did not do them justice. They were, weirdly enough, not loud enough. Oh. It sounded like there was just a... It sounded as if there was something in the way of their amplifiers or the PA system or whatever. The whole... It wasn't like the mics were turned down or the amps were turned down. It just felt like something was blocking it. Weird. Yeah, I couldn't even... Uh, it's really weird to explain. You had to be there to really uh, understand it. But I mean, they're they're pretty cool. They got like a they got a funny uh, presentation about themselves. They do like a face paint. They were looking like a boy. How do I say it? It's sort of like the uh, jesters, I guess. Not even jesters. Just like a. I guess the best way I could describe it is like a Joker or V for Vendetta mask, that type of shit. It's uh, Guy Fox. That's the face that's that is Guy supposed Fox. to be. Yes. I wouldn't know. I don't. <laughs> I never see V for Vendetta, but you know that's basically the Crimson Ghost of horror these days. 
at the, <laughs> at the Crimson Ghost was a horror movie, but everyone recognizes it as the Misfits. But right, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't I don't know how to describe it. They had like it looked like demented clown makeup. We'll say that, but cool. So yeah, so yeah, it was a they were good good at playing their instruments, but the performance uh, just begged for more. That's just me though. And by the time that show ended, Mand- I was uh, staying there mainly for uh, Mandalore, who were playing last, much to uh, Conrad's disdain. He, <laughs> he says every time he hates closing out a show. I don't know exactly why. That's funny. But I don't know. From my experience, um, at the end of a local, local show... Pretty much everybody has uh, fizzled out. We closed the show at Black Lung one time, and yeah, half of the crowd was gone. <laughs> and then, like, uh, bring back the matinees, right? Right? You probably won't have that issue. Bring back the matinees. Oh, they did have uh, matinee <laughs> shows over at Oliver for a time. Unfortunately, we don't think Oliver will be doing more shows anytime soon because motherfuckers had to put up luxury condos right next to their fucking store. Oh. Oh, God, I hate those people. Right? Oh, fuck you, giving all your stupid, stupid cardboard boxes of buildings to all these little, to all your little kids coming over from fucking California just to help uh, rebuild this community. Well, you can't rebuild a community when all your shit keeps falling apart. Right. Yeah. Those of you who remember that whole, uh, that whole luxury condo building that just went up in flames in Sugar House a couple weeks ago? Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> that's, what cut, that's what cutting costs and uh, labor will do to you. Jesus Christ. Anyway, that's my... I'm getting off of my uh, my high horse here, but <laughs> but Jesus Christ, those guys need to be eliminated. <sighs> anyway, where was I? Yeah, I went over to uh, I went over to Aces High afterwards, mainly because I wanted to see Suffocator. They were one of the three bands performed that night. The others of which were uh, oh god, what is it? Oh yeah, the Damn Dirty Vultures and Top Shelf Creeps. Unfortunately, Suffocator had to play first. So I missed them. <laughs> I was like, damn it. Dang it. Yeah. Although I didn't see them perform, I saw them hanging around the bar, got to chill with them and talk with them a little bit. It was, it was nice. Awesome guys. Awesome people. And awesome musicians. Awesome songs. Awesome merch, too. <laughs> it's so <laughs> death metal, black metal looking. I love it. <clears throat> anyway... So yeah, that was uh, that was uh, two of the three shows I went to this weekend. And now let's continue on with the Exhumed show. Like I said, I arrived there uh, two bands in, caught, <clears throat> caught Escuela, and then right after them was a band called Vitriol, and they were just as uh, technical death metal as you can you can practically get. And I'm talking like the bassist and guitarist are like uh, doing double duty with uh, you know alternating vocals and just going like, and the bassist mirroring the hammer-ons of the guitarist. And I'm thinking, okay, if you, basically between them and Escuela, if you put the two together, you get one whole dying fetus. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. 
like uh, you get the slammy sort of a uh, hardcore um uh the hardcore fanfare and then you get the death metal fanfare of just all the you know the crazy death metal weird chromatic scales and just that on the snare so yeah that was that was just a funny little uh Funny little thing that I uh, noticed in the musical side of it. As for their uh, presentation, I couldn't tell if they were being, uh, if they were just kind of poking fun or just being snobby. Because they were just the way that they were saying, like, we expected more movement or we, uh, it's like, come on, we want to see you guys get brutal. They were saying it in such a way that just made them sound so, like, why are you not doing this? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Maybe the maybe it's tour fatigue. Maybe they are trying to be like uh, you know, making those making those jabs at like uh, diva rock stars. But honestly, it came across like a pretty pretty diva ish, and that just kind of uh, it just kind of ruined the vibe for me. I like watching their I like watching those hands dancing up and down the fretboard. Watching in envy, but, <laughs> but yeah, it was still a, it was still a pretty cool set. I just um, the songs were cool. The in between banter was not. <laughs> and anyway, exhumed they come out and oh boy, did they kill it! This was my third time seeing exhumed. The first of which was seeing them in a coffee shop. <laughs> Yeah, that was an old uh, venue. Well, it was a coffee shop that we uh, rented out the back room for a venue. And I saw them there with uh, Toxic Holocaust. And that in and of itself is a pretty amazing feat. That's kind of bragging rights right there. And Exhumed, they were still uh, relatively new. They hadn't reached their 10-year uh, mark yet, I believe. That was back in uh, 2013 or 2014, somewhere around that time. And that itself was a cool show. And the thing is, Exhumed, they have a pretty, uh, not exactly a guar presentation. It doesn't go that far. But they do have a mascot, this uh, guy who is dressed like a uh, mad, not even scientist, a mad surgeon. And, he, and when I saw them at the, at the uh, coffee place, was Caffinio, he comes out with an electric chainsaw and he's just like going up to going up with it to all these people just sort of like threatening like he's in a haunted house you know <laughs> <clears throat> and of course he is there at this show and the nice thing about exhumed is on their uh, amps and their little uh, in their little crate cases they have two tv monitors on each side of the stage and the last time i saw them which was uh, which was thanksgiving in 2019 <laughs> When they played with uh, Gate Creeper, they were they were like running uh, clips from all these horror slasher B movies from the eighties, <laughs> most of which was Evil Dead. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I fucking love that. This time around, it was just a lot of uh, black and white movies. I couldn't tell which ones they were, but it was showing like uh, surgical procedures that were being done on there. Okay, I'm like, all right, all right. And their mascot was there, and he comes out uh, mid-set with a uh, buzzsaw and a guitar with a steel plate covering up where the, uh, where the pickups would be going. And, of course, he throws the buzzsaw, and sparks start flying. He aims them out into the crowd. <laughs> it's, uh, it was uh, maniacal, and I loved it. And at the end of their set, he comes out with uh, 
two severed heads. He's holding them upside down in his palm. And then he turns them right side up and just like starts splashing audiences with the blood held within those heads. <laughs> and of course, he got me. I mean, check out my shoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These, <laughs> I'm wearing the shoes that I was wearing at that show. And the they are not caked in blood, but you can tell. They've been splattered. <laughs> so it's nice to know that uh, theatrics like that in metal still exist. You know, they're not, there's not a lot of bands doing that now because, you know, we're uh, kind of fucking poor. <laughs> Gotta make do with uh, what you have. Right? Right. These guys, and these guys, they do it well. And they played well. Holy hell, was it getting, was it getting gnarly in there? There was this one kid who... Uh, was going around the pit, and he just got, like, belted right at me. And I was like, okay, I got you. And I was about to push him back in. Like, he was leaning over a little too far over me, and I was like, okay, let's get you up just right. And as soon as I got him up, here comes this guy again, and just, boom, belts, <laughs> crowd kills him. <laughs> and he goes right behind me. And I turn around, I'm like, hey, man, are you okay? And he's holding his side going... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going back in. I'm like, I figured not, but are you okay? <laughs> I don't know what happened to him, but if anything, if he got hit as hard as I think he did, he probably cracked a rib. Ooh. Like that was, oh man, it was a, it was a hard hit. And there were just two stage divers the entire time. Two, one of which is a person who I think is an absolute piece of shit. He is an abusive scumbag. But I will not call him out right here because I don't feel like this is the right place to do so. But if you were at that show, if you remember the crowd surfers there, it was not the kid with the dreads. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I think we can all trust our deduction for that. But go. the thing was, every time he was coming towards me, I moved out of the way. I'm like, I refuse to catch you. Yep. That's how callous I am. But... For good reason. <laughs> he sucks as a human. <laughs> anyway. Some people do. Yeah, some people do. If only... Oh, God. Just... Whatever. And I made the mistake of helping him up from the pit when he fell down. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's you. God damn it. I can't have you think that I still like you. It's <laughs> <laughs> ah, funny. Anyway, that's... <laughs> So yeah, that was the that was the show. That was how my Sunday night was spent. And yep, basically uh, when I got home and I showered, it looked like I was in a bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> lot of lot of it coming down off of my face, but my hands still have uh, still see some remnants. Oh yeah, yeah, looks like I got in a brawl. <laughs> <laughs> or with my uh, Dawn of the Dead tattoo, it looks like he's uh, his blood is overflowing onto my knuckles. That's awesome. Yeah, makes me look tough. <laughs> T-U-F-F. Remember, the outsider's tough. <laughs> all right. And that does it for all the shows that I've attended. And I will get to shows uh, coming up in due time. But, Dustin, it's your turn. Got them. Uh, there's two shows that I plan to go to in the next couple weeks. I'm going to talk about those shows, amongst many others. Uh, a show I'm going to be mentioning on the show at this time and maybe other times and over on Punkanoi Worldwide for... Several episodes, uh, definitely well past episode 300. It will be Destination Chaos. I'm mentioning it now because this is not one, you know, I don't know how many people that actually live in the Dominican Republic listen to this. 
but worldwide. We have people that listen worldwide. If you want to go to Dominican Republic, you got a plan. Now's the time, so I'm going to talk about the show now. Destination Chaos is going to be January 28th through February 4th. It's a music and comedy festival. So if you heard the dates, January 28th through February 4th. Yes, that's 28, 29, 30, 31, 1, 2, 3, 4, 8 days, right? A lot of people go on vacation 8 days. Well, you have something every day. I love going to punk rock bowling and other multi-day festivals. I was just at a festival, Crash Festival, which was three days. And it's great because, you know, I went to Portland and I got to see a handful of bands. But, man, I was there at 5.30 when it opened until the last band's done around midnight. And so six to seven hours, three days, you know. And so I needed the morning to recover a little bit, and it's rough. But I want to see all the bands. Well, something like this, it's a little bit different. So your lineup is, you're not going to have the entire day. You're going to go on vacation. If you're going to go to Puerto Plata, which I will get more into that, but that's where it is in the Dominican Republic, well, you might want to enjoy your day a little more. Great news. Uh, each day they're doing like a guest DJ from 12 in the afternoon to 5, so you can go check that out. But the bands are only doing a couple bands a night. You don't have to worry about missing any. 7.30 is the first band. The last band takes the stage uh, around 10, ends at 11. That's approximate, but you get to go see a lot of cool bands, and you'll get to do that Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and so forth, right? <laughs> so all of those, uh, like I said, there's going to be a lot of great bands, which I'll discuss here in a moment, and tons of bands that we play on the show, and then also comedians. It'll mix it up. I love live comedy. There's a lot of funny people out there. Uh, so, Good. right? So uh, I, I'm not specifically familiar with all the comedians going here, but I can't count how many times I've gone to comedians. Like I have no idea who it is. And you go, and guess what? They turned out to be really funny, and I'm sure they're going to be great here. So uh, again, Destination Chaos, the experience at the Senator Resort, which is in Puerto Plata, Dominican Republic. You can go to destinationchaos.com, get more details. You can go follow Destination Chaos Dr on Instagram, and get more details, uh, January 28th, February 4th. I'm going to mention all these uh, different details each time, but I want to mention some of the bands that you'll get to see. Iggy Pop will be there. Descendants will be there. Gogo Bordella will be there. Peter Hook and the Light. And if you're unfamiliar with Peter Hook, who was in New Order, and guess what, was in Joy Division, Peter Hook and the Light will be performing Joy Division's Unknown Pleasures. Oh. Right? Now, that would be my sole purpose of going. <laughs> right. I mean, there's a lot of great bands. You might be able to catch some of these bands somewhere else. I mean, some of them just came through here. Some will be coming through Salt Lake, such as Amelin and the Sniffers were just here. Bouncing Souls will be here in a couple months. The Chats were just here. Amigo the Devil, The Bronx, Teenage Bottle Rocket, a bunch of these bands just recently here. Grade 2, Moscow Death Brigade. Crazy on the Brains, who we just had on the show yeah. recently, and numerous other bands. I'll go into more details, but uh, a lot of really cool bands, a ton of great bands that we play on the show. That's why I really just, uh, I'm super excited to talk about it. But they do have single-day tickets if you want to do those, but they have room packages. If you want to go, like, hey, you know what? It's cold. Most of us live in North America. If you're in Australia right now, it's summer. Lucky you guys. But a lot of everybody else is probably listening to the show. Maybe <laughs> South America, too. But a lot of the folks that are probably listening to the show, it's fucking cold. It's winter. Go January 28th 
Uh, and I was just in Dominican Republic over this past summer. The DR is awesome. It'll be warm at that time of year. Check it out. Uh, you can go to Destination Chaos to get your passes and so forth. Like I said, I'll mention more of the details, more of the lineups and stuff as we get closer on a Punkanoi Worldwide. I will probably do an episode come end of December, beginning of January, something covering a lot of those bands because there's a lot of great bands. Now we're going to get into some shows that I'm going to see here. I plan to go see Blitzkrieg with Zombie Cock opening for them the day after Thanksgiving on November 25th at Urban Lounge. Looking forward to that. I like yeah. Blitzkid. Haven't seen them yet. And I love Zombie Cock. And I'm looking forward to them playing a show. I bet you do look Zombie Cock. Ha <laughs> yeah. ha, yeah. Too many innuendos on this show so far. <laughs> so far, indeed. Uh, if you're listening to the show tonight, quickly, Blitzkid's already done about half their tour. But on the 17th, San Diego, then West Hollywood, then Garden Grove, Roseville, California, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, Salt Lake again on the 25th. The 23rd was Seattle. They're not doing any shows on Thanksgiving. Grand Junction on the 26th, Denver, 27, St. Louis, Chicago, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Newport, Kentucky, uh, Morgantown, West Virginia, Pittsburgh, and then Philly on December 5th. Uh, if you're unfamiliar for some reason with Blitzkid, well, they're from West Virginia. So uh, they're, they're out here on the West Coast. They've been waiting to do this show like right when COVID, like the year uh, somewhere in when COVID happened. They already had this planned and they pushed it off and finally getting to do this tour. So you can get out there and check it out. Uh, the other show that I'm going to go check out is Endless Struggle with the Modifiers and Formal Society and the Afraid. And I'll talk more about the Afraid this episode in Formal Society next episode. But Thursday, the first, they'll be at Characters in Pomona. Uh, the second, they'll be doing Dive Bar in Las Vegas, and then they'll be at Aces High Saloon on Saturday the 3rd here in Salt Lake. All of those bands doing a mini tour, uh, those four bands together. I didn't find anything. I want to play the modifiers too, but I didn't find any of their music. But you can go check them out, uh, Informal Society and the Afraid, both from Los Angeles, and The Struggle here from Salt Lake. I'll have to get more details on the modifiers as I get them. Specifically, the Aces High show here, it's Cody La Bouquin. Cody, yeah, Cody La Blanche, but yeah, Cody La... Ah, God. Looks I, like La Bouquin? Yeah, La Bouquin. I, I never really bothered to learn his last name, despite the fact that we've been friends for a, for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's his birthday bash. It features all those bands, plus a few from Salt Lake, All Systems Fail, Goat Sifter, and Al... Al Ghul? Al Ghul. Al Ghul. Oh, that's a G. A L G. Okay. Yeah. Uh, those will be the bands that are playing here on the third. It's only 15 bucks, and you're going to get seven bands for $15. A lot of great bands, great Salt Lake bands, but yeah. great bands coming at us from California as well. That's like uh, $2.30 per band. Right. <laughs> Give or take. Yeah couple of cents but who counts cents anymore honestly <laughs> those are going to be a couple shows that i plan to see here in salt lake if you're out and about somewhere else well if you're in pomona california at characters they get a lot of great shows on saturday november 26th you can go check out oil criminal outfit 21 gun salute and romper what the fuck i don't know <laughs> Pick a better font, man. I want to say who it is, and I bet they're a cool band, but I can't read the font. It's old English, and uh, it looks 
like rompy romp. I don't know. Fuck it. It's uh, rump. Yes. Cabasis, maybe? I don't know. They have a cool lion with a Florida Lee, or not a Florida Lee, but the I'm little leaves. Romper Cabasa? Could be, but there's no Cabeza's R. head in. Uh, Cabasas. Yeah. Cabasas. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not going to spend any more time on that. I'll mention it again next <laughs> yeah, week. But is... it's a show uh, featuring those other bands as well 21 Gun Salute, Criminal Outfit, Oil, all great bands. That'll be on the 26th at Characters. Uh, great band, Spoiler NYC. They're fantastic. Uh, go check them out this Friday, the 18th. And that will be in Brooklyn at the Lucky 13 Saloon. And that is first band starting at $8.15, $12 for admission. It is, unfortunately, a 21 and older show because it's a saloon. Well, I guess what do you expect? Uh, they're going to announce one more band, but besides Spoiler NYC, you're going to get to see Kings Never Die, Damn Your Eyes, and Dead Crew. So uh, looks like a record release show for Spoiler NYC. Are they coming out with new music? That is fantastic. I like that band. You a fan of Spoiler NYC? I don't know. Okay, well, we'll have to get to them maybe on another show. That's going to be this upcoming week. So uh, if you're in Brooklyn, go check it out. Also, this uh, if you're out on the East Coast on Saturday the 19th, but in Atlantic City, New Jersey, you can go see... Public Serpents, uh, Butterbrain, Idle Minds, Recreational Outrage, and Hub City Stompers. It's a $15 show, and that is at Bure, it looks like, B-O-U-R-R-E. Uh, so go check that one out. A lot of cool bands on that bill in Atlantic City. And do I have any others? I've got, uh, looks like one more I'm going to mention. You can go to Gonzo's 50th birthday bash. A lot of birthday parties, people celebrate birthdays. And what better way to celebrate a birthday than have a band play? This one's also at Characters on Saturday the 19th. Well, I will say nine months from November is February, the otherwise known as the month of Valentine's Day. So that's why we have so many Scorpios. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, too many, too many pay, people, <clears throat> people getting busy in, on the V-Day. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, on the 19th, you can go to Characters in Pomona, uh, to Gonzo's 50th birthday bash, and see Doug and the Slugs, Cause of Death, XO Toxins, Desmadre, and Liberty and Justice. Liberty and Justice coming at you from Houston there, Pomona. So get out there and check them out. Eric, I think that's all I've got. What shows are you going to mention? Well, I got, a, I got a few. Awesome. A few. One of which you have mentioned. That'd be the... Actually, no, two of which you... Which you have mentioned, the, <laughs> the, yeah, the show with Blitz Kid and of course uh, Cody's birthday party. But <clears throat> I'm not going to be going that far ahead. But nor should I because within the next uh, week and a half, it's uh, pretty loaded. On the 18th, this Friday, there's a couple of there's a couple of shows happening at Black Lung, Suffocator, Swarmer, Lovelace, Exthrall, and Ribbons. That will be starting at 7 p.m. and is $10. Meanwhile, on the same day, at Ace's High Saloon, trust me, you can make it to both. I can't guarantee how much of the, I can't tell you how much of each show you will see, but you can make it to both. This one is also $10. And it starts at 8 p.m. See, there's an hour difference. <laughs> and they play later because it's a bar. Anyway, who is they? Oryx, Hemwick, and Harvest of Ash. And then, well... I won't be attending either of those. Where will I be? I will be all the way up in fucking Logan. Ugh. Yeah. Why? 
because Bad Mouth is having their EP release show. Oh, cool. Well, it's not advertised as that. They're, play, they're opening up for uh, Sunfish with Fake Nice. And the thing is, Ethan, my friend and guitarist... Uh, is seeing the uh, vocalist and bassist of Matt Badmouth. So he promised that he would uh, come see her play her EP release show. Cool. And the other thing is our drummer, Sid, lives up in Logan. Oh. So she's. So I'm just thinking, yeah, you know what? I think I'll make the trek up there with Ethan, and we'll just... Uh, and the other thing is it's his birthday. Like somewhere... I can't remember if it's the 18th or 19th, but it is his birthday weekend. So it's like, yeah, we'll just head over to Sid's house after the show, and we'll just uh, party there for a little bit. Sweet. For a little bit. I mean, spend the fucking night. <laughs> That'll make it nice. Oh, it will be nice. Anyway, that's uh, the show I will be attending at Y Sound Venue. That's uh, 7 p.m. and is also $10. Cool. So there you go. Three $10 shows in a row. That's fantastic. In one night. Anyway, yeah, that equates to uh, $30. And speaking of $30, you can pay that much to see AFI at the Union with Drab Majesty. And it's hinted that due to their uh, 25th anniversary of their seminal album, Sing the Sorrow, AFI may be playing that in its entirety. Wow. So that is uh, quite a feat to be had for all you diehard AFI fans. Now, I love AFI to an extent. <laughs> yes, to an extent. And Sing the Sorrow, while I will say it is a good album, it is not my go-to, as it is for many, many, many other fans. So, <laughs> I mean, that was the album that broke them. That's the one that put them up in the mainstream. And that's the one with my one of my least favorite songs on there. I cannot stand Girls Not Gray. It's a fucking... I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> But the leaving song part two, that's a that's a great one. It gets it's really heavy, and the crowd gets really ignorant during that song because it's. <laughs> if you see the music video for that song, have I haven't. You seen, oh man, it's a, you know, it's AFI mid two thousands AFI. We know how they sound, and the music video is a bunch of uh, hardcore kids, X's on their hands, and just like <laughs> doing the classic hardcore dance, just bashing into each other. It is. It is pretty ridiculous, but a lot of music videos are pretty damn ridiculous. <laughs> and when I saw them live uh, when they came here a few years ago for on their uh, tour for the self-titled slash Blood album, oh man, that thing was yeah during the during the breakdown parts of the leaving song, oh it got gnarly, <laughs> and I was a part of it, <laughs> and I was happy to do so. Anyway. AFI at the Union starts at 6.30, is $30 and some uh, fee change. And they'll be playing with uh, Drab Majesty. So it's just a two-band bill. So you can expect some pretty long sets. And if they are doing what I said they are doing, then yeah, that's going to be a fairly long set. Right. But hopefully they do some deep cuts on there. Because, yeah, AFI's got a lot of great material. <clears throat> Though I am very selective with what songs to choose in their later career. <laughs> I avoid Crash Love. I'll say that. That album is uh, it's dog shit. Anyway, <laughs> on the 22nd, uh, Destiny Bond, Chemical Fix, Fight the Future, Bound, and Ack. Ack. 
Rock. <laughs> we'll be playing at your mom's house. That'll be starting at 6 p.m. And it is donation-based. So please help these touring bands get to the next state. Right. Look at them. Please, sir, can I have some more? <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on from there. Uh, the 25th, that's a pretty goddamn loaded day for shows as well. First, the One Too Many's will be playing with Top Shelf Creeps at the Funkin' Die Bar up in Ogden. Pretty cheap show, $5. Starts at uh, 8 p.m., and it is a bar, so uh, you know the drill. Fake right. IDs for the win. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile... Down here in Salt Lake with uh, Kilby Court, the band Backhand will be celebrating their 100th show. Wow. So, yeah. Have I'm you so been keeping track? Do you know when your 100th show will be? Uh, next show we play, sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, but what's funny, I was with my friend last night, and we were just like going down the, the bands that we had seen the most. And if you guys don't remember, Bad Religion and Flogging Molly are tied as the uh, two non-local bands I have seen the most. And then we were just kind of uh, going back and forth and saying, yeah, let's, uh, let's uh, try and count that. And it was so hard to really just count how many times we had seen a band six times. <laughs> so it, got pretty, uh, it gets pretty murky. So I have no idea how many shows we played. I assume in our tenure as a fucking uh, active band for five years i think we hit the mark <laughs> but hey there's always our 200th show i guess right <laughs> yeah but anyway backhand i commend you for uh, keeping track that is uh that is not easy uh anyway they'll be playing with blister air vent dweller and gonk that will be at kilby court it's ten dollars starts at 7 p.m and yes then we have blitz kid that night dustin will be attending he covered it he will be he will be telling you about it. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> and then there's that. Okay. Elsewhere, that elsewhere being Black Lung, Real Flip, Blood Canary, Sunny Day Soap Opera, and Feathers is going to be playing at 7 p.m. I do not have a price for that yet. Uh, Feathers, I met at our uh, Halloween show, the infamous Halloween show where we got unplugged. <laughs> And Feathers is a, uh, is a folk artist, singing a lot of uh, train hopper, uh, kind of crusty uh, folk punk. And cool. really good. It's some good stuff. They got one song out. And again, that's Feathers. I should probably play them on the show now that I think about it. Why not? People yeah. uh, get a better understanding then, I suppose. Yes, they will. And finally, on the uh, 26th is an indigenous solidarity fundraiser. Because, yes, we have our Thanksgiving on Thursday, and the following Friday is uh, Indigenous People's uh, Appreciation Day, pretty much. Or, not appreciation, history. What did it say on the calendar here? Yeah, Native <laughs> American Heritage Day. There we go. Okay. That's really kind of uh, every day. <laughs> Yet. Oh, God, but... that. Uh, just to avoid the uh, political ramifications of all this, there is a fundraiser on that day. It will be at <laughs> Wild Pepper Pizza starting at 6 p.m. And that will include All Systems Fail, P.S. Destroy This, Mocosos, and Dysentery. And that's the Mocosos from here. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the Mocosos from here. And again, donation-based. So get over there and check it out if you appreciate the true American heritage. <laughs> okay, that's all the shows that I have got 
right now. Then let's get into some music. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. What do you got? It's We're going to do some minutes. albums. Yes, we will be doing some albums. I have an album here that is uh, actually an EP. I picked an EP today, too, because as when I get there, the band that I picked, they had an EP and an album and singles, and I wanted to feature them here, and I've already played their album as a great cover-to-cover -cover album, so now I'm going to do the EP instead. Yep. This is a great cover-to-cover, -cover, not even an EP, well, not just an EP, but a demo. Ooh. Yep, a demo You know EP. what's real good then when it's a demo? And oh, I made this uh, checkbox for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is. Especially regarding the circumstances of surrounding this band. <clears throat> and I'm, uh, this is a, a little disclaimer. It's going to get pretty dark here because it's not, it's not pretty. The band that I'm going to be talking about, the reason, <clears throat> the reason of which is because their lead singer is now deceased. Today is the eighth anniversary of his death day. That day being uh, November 15th. And <clears throat> my throat is incredibly dry. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks in this stupid weather. Anyway, Close Grip, they're a hardcore band based out of Salt Lake that formed in 2014. And they released their first demo within the, uh, within I guess two months. Oh, nice. Because it came... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that would make sense because it came out in February. <laughs> right. And Close Grip was a fresh band, and they were making some waves. They were, like, becoming a favorite amongst the community. And why not? Because they had, they had, a, pretty, um, they had a pretty discerning sound. <laughs> it was like a cross between uh, uh, Downpressor and Disembodied. You had the, uh, the groove and the sheer heaviness and just the... Uh, just the vigor of old school hardcore coming from the downpressor side. And then you had the weird chaotic notes and those little intonated chords and just the sheer, uh, just the sheer insanity of disembodied. Both of which I have played on this show before. Close Grip I have played on this show before. One of which was the songs that are my choosing to, is my choosing tonight. <clears throat> and if you remember, uh, Oh, God. And if you remember uh, Disembodied from two episodes ago, then you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they had that sen sense of chaos in their music. <clears throat> right. So, yeah, Close Grip, they had, that, they had that style going for them. And in their demo, it's rugged, it's raw, and, you know, otherwise it would have, if they had, if things had worked out differently and they were able to uh, move forward with the uh, full-length release, that was being planned at the time of uh, at the time of their singer's death. Then, yeah, this probably would pale in comparison. But this is all we got. We got to make the best of it. And honestly, what we have is fucking amazing. So let's talk about one of the uh, songs on here, which is partly partly chosen because of the. Uh, because of what the song represents lyrically and also because musically it's such a it's such an accurate representation of the description I gave of their music the groove and the chaos and this is new beginnings like I said it's actually pretty uh, uh, kind of titular to the circumstances there you go new beginnings <laughs> 
yeah, there you go. You get a bit of the, uh, you get a bit of the chug. You get a bit of those uh, little reserved vocals. Kind of sound uh, spoken with some unease. <laughs> yeah, and I love that. That's the that's the disembodied portion, and then you get that little. Then you get that fast part. You get those uh, slamming parts, and that's mostly from Downpressor, which was their singer's favorite band. And I've been saying singer frontman for a while because I wanted to introduce everybody as a whole at the top of when I was talking about this uh, record. But, well, it's too late. So I'm going to introduce them now. This is a, yeah, this is a four-piece band that is, uh, their lineup consists of uh, Nick Karchner on bass, Mike Collins on drums, Josh Nemchek on guitar, and Brad Bricks Hancock on vocals. <clears throat> and Brad Bricks is the is the reason that I am uh, talking about this album today, this demo, this whatever you want to say it, this uh, string of uh, seven songs that were recorded <laughs> in February of 2014. This release. <laughs> yes, this fucking release. This release, this collection of songs. Anyway, if you've uh, listened to my... Uh, uh, my podcast, Lead Melodies, if you listen to the Crow Killer episode, you, you basically have heard in full detail <clears throat> where the demise of Close Grip happened. Or, yeah, when, where, how. But for those of you who haven't, I'll give you the rundown here. In, on November 15th, 2014, 11, 14, 15, there we go, uh, they were... Close Grip was playing a show with Fury, Stick Figures, Soul Search, and one other band whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. And, <clears throat> and Close Grip, they played first, and this was my first time seeing them. And this was my first time meeting Brad. And I was like, hey, good set. Hey, thanks, man. We talked to, just talked a little bit and saying how this was my first time. And he's like, oh, great. Well, just wait. You'll catch us again. Well, I mean, I would, but it wouldn't be the same. <laughs> right? Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, during, uh, during one of the band's set, I think it was during Fury's set, um, there was one kid in there who was, him and his other friend were, like, uh, getting all, were basically ganging up on his, on Brad Brick's kid brother. So Brad, he went and he was confronting them, like, you're not going to fuck with my family, man. So... So everybody uh, crowded that guy, and they, like, uh, just pushed him out of the venue. <clears throat> and the confrontation continued out there. And me, I was inside the venue. I saw the horde of people just, like, running to the front. I'm like, oh, fuck, something is happening. But I just stayed where I was, and then who should come running back inside but Josh Nemchek, their guitarist. And he was limping, and he got up on... He got up on this uh, table right next to me that I was sitting at, pulls off his shoe and his sock, and a bullet shell falls out. Wow. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? So we go outside, and my friend runs down around the corner, and then she comes running back saying, dude, you got to take me home. I'm like, okay, just give me a minute. I got to go inside and get my skateboard. I left it in there. And then when we went inside, everything was on lockdown. No one was going in or out of the venue, pretty much. Or no one was leaving the venue. And then I see this, uh, 
this one person go up to Mike, whisper something to him, and Mike just turns to the wall, and he just starts punching it. And I could tell that something was wrong. I'm like, somebody just got injured? No, someone just got shot. Fucking murdered. Yeah, that's terrible. And that was Brad Briggs. Basically, the man, in, the man who was accosting his uh, kid brother, that was one Quincy Lawson. What happened was he, when the confrontation came outside, Lawson drew a gun and started uh, doing pot shots toward Brad and, and Josh as well. Wasn't exactly aiming, I guess. I don't know. This is where everything gets a little fuzzy. And then, so Brad is on the ground. My other friend, uh, Frank, he is there trying to resuscitate him. And then Lawson comes back around and puts <clears throat> headshots. Oh, jeez. Terrible. It was, it was horrible. That was, that's a day that's living on in infamy in the Salt Lake hardcore scene. So that brings us to uh, the song that I chose. If you're listening, if you're, part of the, if you're part of the hardcore scene, I'm pretty sure you know what's coming. I mean, I've said it on the SLC Hardcore page. I posted a picture of Brad in memoriam. I wish I would have gotten to know him more, but, you know, for those of you who have known him, you know, what more can I say? But, you know, taking a loss is never easy, but losing a brother is a hole that can't be filled.
Yeah, it's crazy to me how he wrote that song. I mean, obviously, it's uh, surrounded by tragedy. He wrote that uh, about a very close friend of his who died in a car accident with his pregnant wife and three of their dogs. Oh, that's terrible. So, yeah, that was a huge blow to him. And just the weird thing about this song is it feels almost as if, as if it's a sort of premonition. Because <laughs> now everyone who listens to this song, they think about Brad. Yeah. Even though he was clearly alive when he wrote this song. <laughs> <clears throat> but, but yeah, after, after Close Grip, uh, at, at least after uh, Brad, <clears throat> after Brad was laid to rest, the band did continue on in a new form. His half-brother took over as a vocalist for at least, at least two more shows, both of which I attended. And, <clears throat> and the last one was a, uh, was a benefit show for another person in the hardcore scene who had passed away, this one by suicide. And that was the last closed grip show. And, of course, they closed their set with this song not a damn dry eye in that venue i tell you oh god the emotion went went fucking crazy as for the uh, surviving members i mean quite literally surviving members of close grip uh nick karchner he went in to uh, uh to join the uh, newly formed takeover um and i believe is doing drums for victim to none and he's also got his own uh, recording studio. He's recorded a he's recorded quite a few bands in uh, Salt Lake. That is uh, Grotto Audio. So he's doing well for himself. Uh, Mike Collins, he is now in Crow Killer, along with Josh Nemchek. You may you may have heard of him. I played him on the show a zillion fucking times. <laughs> I was actually thinking to myself, close. Crow Killer, whenever I play them on this show, they always manage to fill a different slot. Anytime a new song came out, that's where the new one came. If there was a song that had been, that was out, like, well, after a year the album was released, yep, goes in the older, lesser known. And, of course, it's a great album, Enslaved to One. <laughs> and then, just for the fuck of it, put it right in the metal category. Because right. they hit everything. And also Crow Killer, they, if anyone remembers, one of the songs that I did choose in one of the, yeah, in one of those times I had him on the show was called Close Grip. That was because it was a song that was written and meant to be a Close Grip song, along with the three other songs that were, uh, that were released on a posthumous EP. And that was just aptly titled In Memory of Brad. And, and yeah, those stayed as closed grip songs, but the one that was literally titled Close Grip, it was, uh, it was rehashed, uh, revived, reused, and put in as the closer for Enslaved One. And they even take those lyrics, taking the loss, never easy, but losing a brother's like a hole that can't be filled. They close, their, they close it with that. Cool. Yeah, and there's a ton of other uh, Easter eggs surrounding that song and surrounding that album. And if you want to hear it, it's available on Lead Melodies <laughs> at anchor.fm. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> a, little, uh, a little plug 
what is it? Premature plug. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, that's yeah, that's closed grip. They're not exactly their sole release, but the sole release with uh, Brad on vocals. And to all the people who have who knew him the most, that's including his now his now widowed wife Mariah and his now fatherless son Sonny. And to all the people who who knew him better than me, this uh, this is all for you guys. I figure it only uh, respectful that it's uh, right to sort of pay tribute to him on this day. Maybe next year I'll uh, do the do the posthumous releases. We'll see. I'll worry about that in another uh, 12 months. But for now, rest in power, Brad Bricks. You will <laughs> not will be missed. You are missed. And we miss Close Grip as well. But at least we still have this. Okay, that's a. Uh, I think that's enough for the trip in the in the downward spiral. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna bring it up a little bit. Yeah, I told let's, you. Let's make it. <laughs> let's bring it up to a more uh, uh, chipper <laughs> attitude. And for those of you listening at home, if you need uh, more time, hit the damn pause button and uh, recharge yourself. We're gonna bring it up. Uh, tempo, music, everything. Uh, like when we were talking about the live shows, one of the shows that I plan to get to at Aces High features the band The Afraid. Uh, I figured I would feature them here. As I stated, Here They Come was the, the release that I picked tracks from previously as a great cover-to-cover album for the band The Afraid. So this time I'm featuring tracks off of Checking It Out EP. There are, I want to say, five tracks on that EP. One is... Uh, here they come, the title track of the other release, uh, but revisited. It's a little bit different, and we're going to play that one. But before we get to that one, we're going to play Street Trash. This EP came out a couple years back. It's November 21st, 2019. By the time the band gets here and within a week, uh, that album, or EP rather, will be three years old. Congratulations to them. This was the second of the release, as the band's been around since 2016, as I stated when we were talking about the bands coming here uh, for shows, they're from L.A. Let's give it a listen. Uh, first track, Street Trash, from the Afraid, off of Checking Out.
first of the two. Like I said, a little more upbeat than we were. Live fast, die young. You know, what does young even mean these days? It's all relative. It depends, right? Uh, at my age, I still feel young. Yeah. The guys I coach wrestling with, all a lot older than I am. But there's going to be some people that look at me and be like, you're old. <laughs> well, it's like it's relative. Think, well, it's like you think of the time that songs were, that punk songs were written by all those people. As most of them were like in their teen years or like uh, just barely out of the, uh, just barely out of childhood. Right. You know? And I remember I was there and being the age of uh, 30 or 40 seems such a long time away. And here I am inching ever so closer to the big 3-0. And I was <laughs> like, wait, wait a minute. This is going too fast. <laughs> I, I did. I lived too fast. <laughs> and I'm not dead yet. Well, maybe I'm still young. Yeah, that's, that's what we'll say. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, for all you people uh, living above the age of 60, I doubt that you can relate to these lyrics. <laughs> isn't it 60, you know, around retirement age that you're considered an old fart? Could or be, a, but at 60, you might think, oh, I don't want to die at 60. That seems pretty young. Maybe <laughs> 80 or so on. Yeah. And somebody at 80 is like, maybe I feel young, and maybe I need to get to 90 before I feel old. Yeah, it's, like you said, it's all relative. Right. You know, it's like the... And what's funny is there is a you know, there is a difference between an old fart and an old fuck. <laughs> an old fart is the guy just sort of like the jolly old man who's kind of clueless, maybe uh, inching a bit towards uh, towards senility. <laughs> <laughs> and the old fuck is the crotchety old man sitting on his uh, sitting on his wheelchair with a shotgun across his lap and he's just got that permanent scowl on his face. <laughs> That's an old fuck. Right. <laughs> Basically the guy if you call him an old fart, he will he will make sure it's your last time that you call him that. Right. So if you're either one of those two, I think you uh, are starting to live slow now. <laughs> That's actually uh, uh, the band here, uh, LSDO. That's what it stands for. Live slow, die old. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're, I think they'll be playing pretty soon. I can't remember. Cool. Well, speaking of bands playing pretty soon, The Afraid. Be very yes. afraid. The Afraid's going to be in Pomona uh, December, what did I say, 1st. So Thursday night, Vegas on the Friday night, the 2nd. And then here at Aces High on the 3rd. Uh, we're going to play one more track off of Checking Out, so let's check it out together. Here they come. It's the revisited version of that track. Let's do it. It's The Afraid. They tell you what you want to hear. You get the guy you're full of fear. Draw a line in the sand Don't think you'll ever understand Billy's like you have to jump and jump down till your life breaks Here's the sound Kick you when you're on the ground and please don't come into your town Here they come 
on, man. Now that is punk as fuck. Right? Reminiscent of the times that people were afraid of punks. <laughs> so yeah, they're living up to the expectations. Good job, the afraid. They are, and I am excited to see them. I'm glad they're coming to Salt Lake City. Uh, I'm going to play, spoiler alert, Informal Society on next episode, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, as if that's really uh, much of a spoiler. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just because people don't know what to expect next. Right. <laughs> Other than the fact that it's, uh, you know, going to be a punk or punk-adjacent song. Right. Well, they know what to expect next at this point because we did albums, so we're going to wrap up the show with something not so punk. In this instance, Eric is uh, following my lead from the last I don't know how many months. <laughs> yeah, speaking of expectations, right. here is a, an unexpected uh, uh, inclusion in today's lineup on behalf of myself. Right. Yeah. Dustin influenced me. I went back into my into the soundtrack of my teen years, which <laughs> included a lot of System of a Down, a lot of Corn, a lot of Lamb of God, a lot of Slipknot, a lot of Linkin Park, and a lot of Disturbed. Right. <laughs> yep, Disturbed. That was a band I never thought I would be playing on this fucking <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Let me tell you something about my history with Disturbed. I mean, I say that as if it's as if I know them personally. I don't. I though I know about as much about Disturbed. I have about as much as a connection with Disturbed that I do the average fan. I only know <laughs> from what I read in Kerrang, what I see on Loudwire, you know, or and any millions of interviews or concert footage that I have seen, <laughs> you know. I wasn't exactly an obsessive fan, but I will say, me and all my friends, we were just like, yeah, down with the sickness. This is heavy shit, which it is. It still is. But now, oh, God, it's so cringe. <laughs> it is, <laughs> it's, it's so... <coughs> I will say that in my actual... I was listening to it in my actual teenage years. It was brand new. Yeah. And I was listening to it pretty heavy then. I mean, there was a period of time. I went through a few bands, but like... Disturbed and Godsmack, they were like at the tops of my list. Yeah, yeah. And oh my God, this! I like to joke around that. Yep, Disturbed, Down with the Sickness. That is the first song to have ever had a recorded, a recorded hawking of a loogie <laughs> <laughs> on a song. I like to think that it was just like, you know, David Draymond clearing his throat. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> And he didn't know that the that the tape was running, and the producer was just like, "No, no, no, no. we're gonna keep that in there." <laughs> Why? I was just clearing my throat. No, trust me, it's gonna be a thing. Okay, it'll be your guys' catchphrase, and it has become the catchphrase right next to "Oh, wow. yeah, right." Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Down with the sickness and. If you listen to the radio version, that is the one without the domestic abuse breakdown. Right. <laughs> God damn it. That is the part that really just uh, puts it over the top. I'm like, okay, no, I can't do this anymore. This is so laughable. <laughs> I guess at the time it was really like edgy. And even now it still is edgy, but in the for different reasons. Right. <laughs> to me personally. Now, the... 
Now, the thing was, as I got older, I started listening to less and less of that music, but I would still come and revisit it. And I remember specifically revisiting Disturbed. I had all their albums up until until that point, which I guess was the latest album was Indestructible. And I was like, you know, I got to listen to some uh, Disturbed. I haven't listened to them in years. And I was like... Listen to the first five songs on, uh, I don't know, maybe Believe or something. doesn't matter. And I was like, okay, I, th- I think I'm done now. It's <laughs> like, I have to listen to a whole other, like, Jesus, 14 songs on this album? I don't, I don't even remember these. <laughs> you know they have a new album coming out, right? No. <laughs> they do. You're coincidentally playing them the week that their new album comes out. It comes out on Friday this week, November 18th. It's called Divisive. Right. <laughs> speaking, yeah, speaking of divisive, I became very particular with what songs to, that I enjoy by Disturbed. I watched, I felt the gradual declination of my fandom with them. I was like, I love all of their albums. I love parts of their albums. And now I just like maybe five songs by them, <laughs> one of which I am playing on this episode. And to show you how in the loop I am with Disturbed, by the way, the last thing I remember is David Draymond taking his famous piercings out from his chin. He doesn't have those anymore. I'm like, great, now I can't tell the difference between him and Howie Mandel. As you get older, especially all of you folks that got like really big gauges or earrings or something like that, uh, just the way skin is and such, it's going to sag and hang and probably not look the same. And so maybe he did something for that reason, or maybe he just outgrew it. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's just like, okay, I'm, I'm now finally identified as a singer, not just that guy with a shit in his face. <laughs> anyway, to get to the song, one of the uh, maybe five songs that I can... St- still say would be on shadow of a doubt i enjoy unironically <laughs> this is the opening track the titular track of 10,000 fists in the air i love that opening scream i love that riff i love how he just so aggressively brings in those vocals in the verse i just love the groove of it i'm like damn okay you know this is this is your one disturbed <laughs> this is your one this is 10,000 fists in the air <laughs>
Defining tracks of Disturbed. And even then, I had to have the hawk hawk in there. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's one of the songs that I still really like by Disturbed. One of the, I don't know how many, four or five, like I said. And a couple of other funny things about Disturbed. One of the things that, like, uh, reminded me that that band, you know, exists was this uh, one YouTuber, non-random nonsense, who did this video called The Greatest Hit of Disturbed. <laughs> and that's basically like, uh, it's basically uh, making fun of the uh, fact that all Disturbed songs sound the same. And he does it, and he's like bringing it on like a uh, promo for a compilation that's coming out. And the announcer is going like, with all your favorite parts, like, yama namana, yama namana, yama namana, yama namana. That's, and he's literally just doing that. And the little credits that are going up the uh, yeah, going up the screen, like you see on those paid programming commercials, mm-hmm. they highlight the songs that are that are being played currently. It's they are literally like yeah nah yeah yeah nah. Yeah, just a series of different uh, ways that you can put those little nonsense words. And anyway, check that out. It is hilarious. The guy has also done a uh, uh, kind of a parody video, a sort of a, a sort of a slander song against Lincoln Park, and I guess it's supposed to be funny, but really it's all just him shit talking. Yeah. yeah so I was a that video is uh, nothing to write home about unless you want to say, "Hey, this guy's a dickhead." Right. But, <laughs> but the greatest hit of Disturbed, you can actually tell he put effort in it to be funny. The Lincoln Park one, not so funny. I bring up that because that is the other band that I have been revisiting that I thought <laughs> I outgrew, but 
nope, f- fucking fool me once. It turns out I'm going back and listening to these songs. I'm thinking, yeah, one or two really stand out. And then I find uh, that I'm listening to their whole uh, Live in Texas album. I'm going, oh, damn, these guys got more great songs than I remember. <laughs> sure, I may have fell off the the hype train or the fan, the fan wagon <laughs> like after uh, Minutes to Midnight came out because I was discovering heavier music. Right. Yeah, but I have, I'll have more to say about Linkin Park in the coming times. I know in the next episode they will be here. Yes. Yes. yes I was they will. tentatively like I was going to try to maybe play it around the same time as you, and I've kind of I've got two different tracks picked just in case one of them was going to be a track that you picked. So that's why I haven't even put it in yet. So uh, maybe me and Eric will be playing back to back Lincoln Park on an upcoming episode. Yeah, maybe <clears throat> so. Maybe so. I guarantee that one of my picks is not going to be on the album that you chose. Well, I have two different albums. I did. Put the one on there, so one track from that album, one track from another album. All right, there we go. So, yep. and one more little funny anecdote about uh, about some new metal. The uh, uh, this is going back to uh, March 2015 when I was following the Fye Facebook page, and they were doing like a uh, a metal version of the March Madness brackets. You know, if you watch college basketball, you know what I mean. So every week they were like, uh, you know, battle of the metal bands, you know. So you go and uh, comment which band you think should win in that week's bracket. And I remember one time it came down to Motionless and White and Death. And I chose the latter because I didn't really listen to much of Motionless and White. I'm like, well, Death, I fucking love. They're the founders of Death Metal, allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least they put it on the map, really uh, defined its sound. But that's a... That's for when I choose a death song in this category. There you go. <laughs> and, and, you know, if your uh, comment is picked, uh, they pick comments at random to win that week's prize. And I was like, oh, okay, let's, uh, let's just uh, comment on there. I didn't even read what the prize was. I just uh, was there to, uh, you know, ups, upstand everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, my comment happened to get picked. I was like... Oh well, that's awesome. I never, I never get picked. I'm, I'm, I get the shit luck when it comes to raffles or lottos or anything like that. So, so I was like, okay, cool. What prize do I win? I figure it's like a CD or a poster, or some something or other like that. And they were like, well, yes, but you won a Schecter Revenge guitar. It is uh, in matte black, and it is going to be delivered to you next week. And it is signed by all four members of Disturbed. <laughs> I'm like, I love everything you said up until that point. So, <laughs> but I'll take it. A free guitar is a free fucking guitar. And I'm like, like I said, I have never won anything in a uh, situation like that. So I was like, all my good <coughs> luck, just all my lucky stars just caught up to me that day. And, of course, I was aired on the side of caution. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, I won the guitar. If it doesn't show up, it doesn't show up. Then, you know, fool me once. But sure enough, I come home from work one day. There's that giant package sitting at my, uh, it was at that time my parents' front door. I'm like, fuck me. It actually came. All right. (laughs) Do you still have the guitar? Fuck yeah, I still have the guitar. It's still technically signed. Well, two of the signatures wore off because I played the shit out of that guitar. Awesome. The other two are just covered with stickers. <laughs> that whole thing is just plastered. 
And the nice thing is, it was on that guitar that I wrote the riffs to anonymous songs. Cool. So yeah, thank you, Disturbed, for <laughs> helping my band in some weird way that I could not have ever imagined. So, so yeah, that was the that was the one nice thing that Disturbed did for me. Awesome. I got a guitar that was signed by them. So there you go. There's my history with Disturbed. Will I be playing another song? I wish I could tell you that this was the only time, but no, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be revisiting them, <laughs> just as I did all those years ago. Oh, God, what if I listen to a whole album again? What if I like it? I don't want to think about it. Distract me, Dustin. Let's wrap the show up. I got one pick here, uh, Drowning Pool. They're kind of new metal, but maybe not really. More like just hard rock, at least on the first album. Uh, the first album included vocalist Dave Williams, uh, but he died, so... To quickly recap here, Drowning Pool put out the album Sinner, their first album, June 5th of 2001. While on tour on a tour bus, Dave Williams died August 14th of 2002, so they only had one album out. But he died from heart disease. Anybody that didn't know, he didn't die from a drug overdose. He died from heart disease. He was a little bit bigger guy, and yeah. he ended up dying from heart disease on a bus. The band was from Dallas. They started in 96, but the first release did come out in 2000. I loved it. When After he died, after like six months, because I loved this band at this time, and I loved this album, I thought, man, how do I get to be the singer? I love every one of those songs. I know all those songs, you know, and then they ended up picking a different guy, and they kind of were new metal-ish. They had new metal traits, but this was coming yeah. out of, this was like the twilight days of new metal. Yeah. Just sort of like bringing it into the new millennium. It was a little bit more reserved to your average corn or slipknot, but it was definitely more on the rock side rather than the metal side. Right. And Sinner, in other words, the album with bodies on it. Yes. Which I didn't pick. <laughs> yeah. I tried not pick. to pick the, the, like the most popular, the one that everybody's going to know. I really liked this whole album. Everyone, actually, I was listening to it earlier today because I'm like, I'm not going to pick bodies. I'm going to pick something else. What do I like? And just as you were stating, I went through the album like, well, I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. Fuck, I don't know. All <laughs> right, I picked this one. And it was one towards the end of the album. It is called Follow. Let's wrap up the show. Here's some Drowning Pool off of Sinner. Hope you enjoy Follow. I
honest i did not listen to much uh drowning pool in my youth like i always heard the name um but and my exposure to them was not sinner it was actually their album that came out and i believe it was 06 07 it was the album full circle and i remember yeah i'll give uh, drowning pool a shot and it's like of, of course i was familiar with bodies that was basically like background noise at that time right <laughs> you know so i was expecting something like that but full circle i it didn't leave much of an impression on me. The only thing I remember <laughs> from that album was their cover was their cover of Rebel Yell, which is a good cover. I, I will say, I do unironically like that song. So yeah, I didn't really dive much into a drowning pool. And this was after well, after slash during I was uh, moving out of a uh, new metal and getting like more into thrash and death metal type stuff. So so yeah, drowning pool more or less uh, fell by the wayside. So this was a kind of nice uh Re, uh, I don't know, reunion of sorts, just to be like a, but I was like more that estranged cousin who only kind of knew, <laughs> you know, one of the, you know, one of the people from my, like a sister who we just kind of kept in touch with on Facebook. So that's my, <laughs> that's basically my uh, uh, connection with Drowning Pool. I recommend checking out Sinner. The re the stuff that came after, I mean, it's great that the band, they got a different vocalist, but they were definitely just, it was different. Like, I listened to the first album. There was one or two tracks off of that first album uh, after Dave Williams yeah. uh, that I listened to that I was like, eh, these tracks are okay, but I pretty much was done with Drowning Pool at that point. But, man, Sinner, fucking awesome. There was definitely a period where that was my favorite album. That was the album I was listening to a shit ton. I recommend it. But now's the time to wrap up the show. Thank you for sticking around with us, everybody. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, SLCPunkCast.com. You can find all these bands on Instagram at Depopulation Department, at Seeing Snakes, at Finnegan's Hill, at Escuela Grind, and that's E-S-C-U-E-L-A-G-R-I-N-D, at Get underscore Roughed underscore Up, 
at Afraid Punks. That's Punks with an X. The show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? On Instagram. Under at Scary Uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. That's Eric with a C. And if you don't want to find me, I prefer that you find my bands on Instagram. Anonymous <laughs> at Anonymous underscore Band Official and The Apathetics at TheApathetics.SLC. And you can also find both of them on Facebook at Anonymous SLC and at The Apathetics. And probably the best way to find us is on Bandcamp. That is at AnonymousSLC.Bandcamp.com and TheApathetics.Bandcamp.com. I think I had to make that a little more flowing. Anonymous SLC and theapathetics.bandcamp.com. There you go. Yeah, I'll work <laughs> on that. Anyway, my uh, other podcasts, like I told you uh, during the, uh, uh, the close grip section of this episode, you can find my review on Crow Killer and the little, <laughs> excuse me, and the little uh, history lesson I gave on the band Close Grip and how it ties into their current band if you want to find that look for it on instagram at lead melodies underscore podcast on facebook at lead dot melodies dot podcast dot slc and like i said you can listen to it on anchor.fm slash lead melodies or spotify awesome and also on facebook is the slc hardcore page do follow that at slc hardcore Excellent. Bands are found on Facebook at Depopulation Department, at Seeing Snakes, at Finnegan's Hill, at Esquela Grind. Close Grip has a page still at The Afraid Punks. Again, that is Punks with an X. The show's at SLC Punkcast. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you for tuning in, checking out all these cool bands. Go check them out on your own. Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Well, I mean, in regards to uh, what I was saying, the heavier subject, that is. The thing is, it's like you really don't appreciate the time you had with somebody until there is no more time you can spend with them. Right. So, so yeah, that's just like a... It's just like don't wait for uh, until after they have uh, been kicked off of this uh, mortal plane to tell them that you're important to them, that you love them, that you made a difference in their life for the positive. Yeah, pre- preferably. All right. <laughs> yeah, even the ones that you, uh, even the ones that had a negative impact on your life, you know, you may not like them right now, but if they go, but if they go under the next day, then you don't get that closure. Right. You don't get the, you don't get to think that maybe things could have been different, you know, but, but that's why we got to just look out for each other. For yeah, look out for each other, each other in the current moment because we don't realize how valuable time is until until tragedy happens. So just remember that as you uh, go through your course in life, just make do with what you have, take what you can get, be happy with what you have, and just always try and figure ways to improve yourself and to help. Uh, others around you in your immediate circle improve themselves. It's, it's tumultuous at times, but it's worth it. It's a lot worth it. Play the fucking outro.